Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. We hope your March is off to a beautiful, happy start. Denise and I thought it would be kind of fun and interesting to talk about some new astrological trends that are starting. Back on March 7th, we had a really big event take place. Saturn has moved into Pisces. So we're going to talk about what this means to us and what this will mean for us. But before we dive into that, let's talk about what these planets mean and how they interact when they're together. Saturn is known as the taskmaster planet. It's the planet that governs commitment, rules, planning, discipline, work, and setting boundaries. And since Saturn is the last planet visible to our naked eyes, it often represents the boundary between us and what can be. So Saturn kind of sounds like a pain in the ass sometimes, doesn't it, Denise? It does. It's a real powerful influence. And then you get into your Saturn return that happens in your late 20s, your late 50s, your late 80s, if if you're blessed to still be here for that. So there's there's a lot behind this. There really is. And for the last three years, Saturn has been in Aquarius. Aquarius is the planet of the humanitarian, creation, invention, and innovation. It's a planet that's all about creative collaboration. So in the last three years, you may have formalized a commitment such as getting engaged, married, starting a family, a new job. However, since the freedom-loving Aquarius was hosting the Taskmaster Saturn, you may have also spent these last years questioning some of your commitments. Maybe you saw some relationships end that were no longer serving you, or maybe you've been looking at your job and thinking, is there more to this? Maybe you've been looking at yourself and thinking, is there more to me? So the last three years might have been a challenging time of asking a lot of deep inner questions. When you add where the world has been for the last three years, and now we're coming out of that. And it's very, very interesting to think what this could, how this may impact you as an individual, but also as, as a culture, as a collective. Yes. This, this is a big shift. It is a big shift. So now that Saturn has moved into Pisces, the water-loving, dreamy planet of imagination, a lot of people are saying things should feel a bit gentler, but I don't know. I've been reading and researching things on, on both sides of that. The last time Saturn was in Pisces was between 1993 to 1996. So try and think back to what was happening in your life then for clues as to what kind of energy you're heading into now. If you were born during that time, 93 to 96, then you're getting ready to experience your first Saturn return. And that's an exciting time too, right? Oh, it is. What do you think about that? 1993 to 1996, was that a busy time in your life? 
Uh, one of my sons was born during that time frame. So oh. that really got me thinking about how much of an impact will this have on his Saturn return? Because that's what he was born under. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And when we go through our first Saturn return, it's often when we start to get really serious about our life. That's when the first Saturn return is when a lot of people get married or start a family or settle on one career or buy a house. It's it's kind of that commitment time. Right. We're not astrologers and we don't pretend to be astrologers, but we're trying to put this into what I'm, I'm hoping we'll come across with this is a little more simplistic terms so that you can apply this to your own situation and just have more understanding because there's a lot of fear-based stuff out there around this right now. But what's interesting is during readings, it's been coming up for the last, oh, I don't know, six, eight months as a timeline, I would keep getting this nudge. There's going to be a shift in March. This is, and it didn't really matter what aspect of I was talking with someone about, I kept getting March into April is going to be really significant. And I always love when the astrology supports what's coming through intuitively. So if you've been feeling like you have a shift coming, this may be part of it. Yeah, that's really, really true. Now, like you said, there is some fear-based stuff out there about this, and there are some difficult aspects to these planets being together because, you know, Pisces is dreamy and a little flighty and can be prone to addiction or escapism, while Saturn is all about schedules, boundaries, rules, and learning lessons. So, you know, you can kind of see how there could be some friction here. Right. I just want to revisit the timelines for the Saturn return for folks is that uh, May 21st, 1993 through June 30th, 1993. And then it went retrograde and then came back in again, January 28th, 1994 through April 7th, 1996. And if you're a bit older, or if you have a parent who's in this role, March 23rd, 1964 through September 16th, 1964, or <laughs> December 15th of 64 through March 3rd of 67. So think about what was going on in those timeframes in the world as well. 64 to 67 was a hugely tumultuous time historically, especially in the United States, but also on a global level. And then the third one, you may have grandparents in this age group, or you may have older friends, is February 14th, 1935 through April 24th, 1937. Again, Great Depression, uh, and October 17th, 37 through January 14th, 1938, which is a little short period, but you may know someone that has a birthday during that time. You may think about, but I love applying the, what was going on historically with a timeline as well, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I think it's, it's good because it could possibly give us a preview of what's to come. Although given those dates you've mentioned, I hope not. <laughs> But maybe this is our chance to, to do it right this time. Maybe there'll be those aspects, but because we have, we can make choices to shift things in a different direction rather than, as I'm fond of saying, just drinking the Kool-Aid and going with things. That's a really good point, Denise, because, you know, Saturn is also the, the planet that rules karma. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is karma and it's an opportunity collectively for us to do things differently and not fall into that 
tumultuous time periods that you mentioned before. Right. And, you know, I think if we all can focus more on that positive, then, then we can actually create and manifest it because I've been reading or actually rereading the power of eight by Lynn McTaggart. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very sciencey, but it is super interesting. The research that she put behind the amazing power of our collective minds. When we get together and focus on a positive intent with, you know, three or more people, I mean, she calls it the power of eight because she thought it made a really good title, but, but her research shows if it's just three or more people who are focusing on the same intent, stuff really happens. There's a group that met uh, during one of our mediumship classes, and there's a woman who runs a power of eight group, and they've been doing this for years. Incredible, incredible power behind that. So it's very, very fascinating. And I'm I, as much as I'd love to share her name and point you in her direction, I haven't asked her for that permission, so I'm not going to, but it's a shout out to that person that they're doing good work. It's great work because, you know, the science backs it up. Right. Okay. So on the positive side of this Saturn move into Pisces, Saturn does give us rules, order, structure, and a solid foundation. So we can apply that to the dreamy, hopeful, wishful thinking that the Piscean energy has. So if you've been having dreams your whole life of starting a new business or, you know, creating a wonderful, loving relationship or building a great home or going on this trip or creating a side business, whatever it is that you've been dreaming and hoping and imagining about from everything I've researched, it it looks like Saturn moving into Pisces can give some seed, some anchor to those goals and really help you turn them from imagination into reality. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's I think hopeful. It's, it's hopeful and it's, and it is exciting. Cause I, I've known a lot of Pisces in my life. My dad was a Pisces. I, I think Pisces are wonderful people. I don't think I've ever met a mean Pisces. They're just, you know, they have these great imaginations. They're very hopeful. They're very emotional. They they see the good in people. I think that's why a lot of Pisces have that tendency towards escapism because, you know, sometimes it's hard to only see the good in people, right? You can't get burned that way. Mm-hmm. But when you apply the little principal teacher energy of Saturn to that, you can see how the two could be good together. True. A lot of people have reached out to us lately and there's there's a lot of fear around this but there's a lot of people double guessing their own intuitive guidance. They're not feeling as clear a connection. They're not feeling, and that can be part of this influence as well, is if you're lacking some faith or trust in your intuition or or maybe even in your life itself, is that can lead to feeling just vaguely fearful all the time and know that that's part of this shift and that sometimes over scrutinizing or over analyzing things is is adding more of a roadblock than needs to be put into place right now. That's a really good point. Yeah. I do think a lot of people have been feeling that and sensing that. And maybe because our imaginations are being stirred up as we go into this shift. I don't know. But I think it's really important to validate yourself when your intuitive hunches are correct and write it down, talk about it, reflect on it, because that's the only way you're going to start to get over that doubt. Now I did exactly. read an, I did read an article by um astrologer Nariana Montefiore and she said since Saturn rules the government 
rules, and regulations, we can expect those to change at a global level. It's important to note that Saturn will be traveling close to Neptune at the end of 2024 and the beginning of 2025, while Neptune is still in Pisces. This rare connection will instigate the dissolution of the old structures of our society in favor of creating new ideologies that will eventually lead to newer structures. She said that this started in 2021 and 2022, and it's going to start coming to a head in 2023. What do you what do you make of that? My wheels are turning. <laughs> uh, it, well, I'm just thinking about how much has shifted since 2021. It's been an amazing. I this is random, but not really. The you know how AI is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And I was talking with someone recently, and they said that someone that they know they have a virtual uh, AI assistant now that they confide in that they ask opinions, that they do all that stuff. Because that's another whole aspect of what's going on astrologically is an increase in technology, an increase in. So is that part of this shift as well with this Saturn energy? That AI stuff is really scaring me. I've got to be honest. I I heard a, a guy talking about it on a, on another podcast, and he's a lawyer. And he just typed into whatever this AI chat thing is. He typed in just some of the evidence for the case he was going to present. And he said within like 10 minutes, it spit out the most perfect opening arguments that he'd ever seen. Right. So you just don't even think about how, you know, like a lot of my, my kids, friends at college, they're, they're typing in their paper assignments and it's popping out a paper that's not plagiarized. That's fully cited and good to go. Mm -hmm. I I mean, what would you do if you were a teacher right now? That would Mm-mm, that would freak me out. But it goes back to what you were just saying about we're at a, a turning point and this this Saturn and it shift into Pisces is part of that with my concern with the AI is that maybe it's my age, maybe it's because I'm you know so connected with nature in the living world. My own opinion, be cautious of stepping away from what makes us human. My concern is for the creatives. I read an article the other day and this man said, here's a poem that was written. Here's an AI generated poem. Which one do you like better? And I thought that's stepping over a line a little bit. And some people probably don't don't agree and they say, no, it's better. It's easier. It's doing this. But what, what are we giving up in exchange for that? Yeah, exactly. And what will life look like 10, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember reading about when cars came out and how everyone freaked out because they were like, what's going to happen to the guys who, you know, get money from making carriages or changing the wheels or what's going to happen to the farriers who put the the shoes on the horses and like all these careers and businesses that would come to an end. And of course, you know, we got through it and and people learned how to make cars and fix cars and build roads and make tires and all of that. So we know something will come in that will fill in these gaps. But when you talk about the creative aspect of this, which is part of the Piscean influence as well, that is something we have to think about. I don't know. I think there's something so amazing and special about being human 
I just don't think an AI can can beat that. And I'm I'm holding tight to that, Denise. I'm not I'm not giving that that idea up. <laughs> well, and I agree, but because Saturn, it it's a pretty I don't want to say heavy, but it often gets equated with doom and gloom. So is that more so because it goes back to the Greek word, you know, Cronus meaning time, which Saturn rules. So Saturn is essential to a fulfilling life. And the benefits far outweigh, you know, that reputation of fear. So I feel like we're all at a decision-making point. How do we want to go into this? How will myself and my life be impacted? But also, we always can choose how much we want to step into this. Yes, that is very, very true. We always have that that choice. Okay, do you want to do you want me to talk about how it'll? This is supposed to affect each of our signs. Well, that's so funny because that's what I had next too. So we're, oh, we're spot on. Great so, minds. Okay, let's go. <laughs> well, since Pisces is the last zodiac sign and Saturn rules karma, as we've said, this is supposedly a time to wrap up loose ends, say goodbye to things that are no longer serving you and take stock of where you are and where you want to go. So it's a time to take note of your emotions, focus on creating a healthy work-life balance, and set firm, clear goals that you can accomplish in the next three years. So for Aries, this is a time to really cultivate your inner world. It should be a period where something wonderful is taking seed inside of you. Maybe it's intuitive development or a book you've been wanting to write or some inner healing you feel ready to handle. This is a time to look within and cultivate your still small voice so you can share your gifts with the world. And I think it's important to note for that energy, it it might be a little uncomfortable, but going into that quietness is going to allow you to build a new relationship with yourself and tap more into your creativity. So you get more in touch with your intuition and your imagination and it's, this is truly an opportunity to work on new projects, hobbies, adventures, and find joy and fun again. Yes. And for Taurus, it's said to be a time that heralds a period of new friendships and new collaborations. So whatever you're working on or planning to work on, consider networking and reaching out to friends and colleagues. So whereas Aries, it's kind of go within and cultivate your inner world. For Taurus, it's different. It's go out, go out and meet people and connect and build on those friendships. Very much out of coming out of hibernation, sharing your talents, finding those like-minded people that have similar ideas. And you may feel that your relationships have changed a little bit between yourself and people that you were previously shared common interest with. If you're Taurus or have that strong energy, you may find yourself questioning your current goals and starting to put it together in a new picture of what you want your life to really become, but it's more outgoing. Yes, definitely more outgoing, which is good for Taurus. Mm -hmm. For Gemini's, this is a time to make big waves in your career. All the work you've put into your chosen career is said to pay off in the next three years. So from what I've been reading about Gemini's for this time, it's about really really putting yourself out there in terms of your career and work. And I don't know enough about the houses to even sound remotely intelligent about it, but Saturn is at the top of the birth chart for for Gemini's from what I've read. And it's like the ultimate hell yes. 
And it's time that you're going to be recognized, as you mentioned, but it's following through on your vision. It's it's really shifting it out of neutral and into first gear because you're learning just how much work it actually takes to do this. You've built the foundation and now it's ready to, to build on. And the really cool part is it feels very supportive for Gemini's in doing this work and re- finally receiving the accolades, the success, the applause that comes with it. So it, it's kind of like stepping into the, the spotlight a little bit. Ooh, sounds like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For cancer, Saturn's move into Pisces invites you to go back to school to learn something new or consider teaching or sharing your expertise. So Saturn's, I feel, are, you know, they're considered the homebodies of the Zodiac. And during this three-year cycle, you might be pushed to kind of move out of that comfort zone and learn something new, try something new, or take a moment to teach and share your own knowledge that you've already cultivated. Right. And this is about expansion. This is ideals, belief. This is You might find yourself questioning some things you held in your life for a really long time as a core belief. You may be saying, hmm, I'm not so sure that fits anymore, but it's looking for that meaning and understanding. And as you said, being drawn to deeper study but also it may be, it's known as, um, it's in the ninth house, which is also the house of foreign travel, which makes this an incredible time for a meaningful trip or to really jump down the rabbit hole looking for, ooh, I've always been fascinated with this place on the planet. Maybe I need to start daydreaming about a trip there. Ooh, that would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, for Leos, this is the time to work on boundaries. Who's in? who's out. It's a time to focus on you and what's serving your highest good. So it sounds like Leo's are going to spend this time really thinking about the give and take in their life and, you know, what they're willing to put up with and when they're willing to just, you know, cut ties and and walk away. And and the eighth house, which would be where Saturn's going through the eighth house for Leo's, it's about uh, joint finances, transformation. It can be about intimacy. And this is pretty heavy stuff for some folks because you're going to have to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I ready to let this into my life? Am I ready to collaborate on this? It can sometimes be a feeling of loss, but it can also be a time to really face those issues of intimacy with yourself and others. For some people, there may be financial frustrations and not in a doom and gloom way because once you shift it from being about abundance and wealth and not just about the dollar sign, it it changes things exponentially. But there could be some things with inheritance or taxes or family money. But just I think that the thing for Leos is just to be aware and mindful and, and not in a doom and gloom way, because anytime we can look ourselves in the mirror and get closer to who we really are, I see as an incredible, incredible gift. I agree. And for Virgos and people with Virgo rising, you might feel the need to focus on commitment. So this three-year cycle is going to be a great time for partnering up, deepening your current commitments, but it's also a wonderful period for meeting a special mentor or a lifelong friend. So again, reaching out like the Taurus people, but also committing and focusing more on your one-to-one relationships. Right. And it is going through the seventh house of one-to-one partnerships, which is often called the house of marriage business partnerships. 
but it can be relate to anyone you're close to, family, good friends, and anybody at all. But it is really, really about this transit is learning about major relationships and lessons in your life. I think Saturn's nudge for the Virgos is just be real and, and be honest with yourself and with your loved ones, and you'll find out who really is true in your life. Libras will be asked to evaluate their work-life balance. If you've been pushing yourself too hard or working at a job you no longer love, Saturn's move into Pisces could see you walking away and starting something new and amazing. Yes, that sixth house of, of health and routine. From what I read, this can be a really productive time for Libras. It can be where you find yourself really busy, maybe feeling like, oh, do I have to put my nose to the grindstone? But there's going to be some increased discipline and focus, but it's so important not to get so caught up in the work that you lose the the meaning of what's actually happening. And there is potential, um, you know, to face this with an opposite reaction. And you might say, I think I just wanted to coast for a while. But either way, it's, it's redefining aspects of what's productive time for you. That's how I feel, Denise. I just want to coast for a while, but everything I'm reading in my horoscope <laughs> is like, no girl, you got to keep working. Okay. Scorpios who love to dive in and ask questions will be encouraged during this period to plan and strategize a bit more. So rather than just, you know, taking that leap of faith, diving in without really doing a lot of research that's not going to work during this three-year cycle for Scorpios. This is a time for you to get really serious on who and what you want in your life and then take action steps to make it happen. For Scorpios, Saturn is going through that fifth house of creativity. So this might be you're, you're trying to figure out, I can't let go, maybe holding on to things a little too tightly because this house is about fun and creativity and childlike expression. And if you start taking it too serious, it might hold you back a little bit, or it might put a pressure on to ensure everything you do matters or has purpose, which can feel heavy, but really it's finding a way to be more connected and disciplined with your creative pursuits. What I'm seeing is like giving them a, giving your creativity a chair at the table and saying, I want to give you as much time and effort as I've given other aspects of my life. Exactly. Now, for hardworking Capricorns, Saturn's move into Pisces invites you to go with the flow a bit more. I don't think that's easy for Capricorns. But you might decide to finally work on daily meditation or yoga. It's a wonderful time to give roots to your dreams. So Capricorns, you know, they're always making schedules and checking off to-do lists and working and nose to the grindstone. This kind of sounds like a nice time for them. Right. It's going through that third house, which is uh, going to feel probably like exactly what it feels like. You're learning how to think and communicate differently, but you might question your thoughts a little bit more. You might be paying more attention to how you receive that information and being more discerning about who or what you trust. So it's, it's about expression, maybe expressing yourself differently It may even present as saying less and being more reserved about what you say and how you say it, but really addressing some issues. And we jumped over Sagittarius, so we need to pop back to to the Sag. I did. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
whoops, sorry, Sagas. All right, Sagittarians will be focused on home and relationships. You might finally choose one person to settle down with, or you might choose to purchase or renovate your home. For Sagittarians, Saturn is going through the fourth house of home and family, and it might be challenging. You may be learning to take more responsibility in caring for a home. You may have kind of figure out family and friends and how that comes together with those deeper connection parts of yourself. But you also might be questioning the limitations of where you are, your physical home, recognizing that you may have been too compromising of where you are and need to make some shifts. So it should be an interesting time. Yeah, I don't think Sagittarians, from what I've read and known, I don't think they like to settle down, right? Um, Having that label for all the time I've been here this time around, there's a wanderlust. This is the longest I've been anywhere in my entire life. I moved around a lot. And for a lot of Sagittarius, they they want that different view out the window. They don't feel as connected to that that physical space as some other of the other signs. Yeah. They're still so wanting a home base. It should it I think it should be good, don't you? Yeah. Okay. For Aquarians, you'll be focused on money, investments, and growing your financial nest egg. It's time to dream big because you might see your bottom line improve significantly. That's oh, I love thing. this one because that's that second house of finance and, and self-worth. And it's related to money, how we earn our money, gifts, talents, skills. Uh, you might want to take a peek at how you're making, you're bringing in your security and stability through your income and whether or not you feel like you're living up to your fullest potential. Are you being compensated for what you really deserve? And I have some Aquarians very near and dear to me, and I really want this one to come to fruition for these people. Because one of the other things that came up with what I was reading was that, um, and this is, you might be thinking about what you bring to the table and whether you may have dismissed or discounted parts of yourself you didn't think were were worthy enough or enough. And now is a perfect time to tap back into that. So that's incredibly hopeful. It really is. Now, Pisceans will be asked to invest in themselves. This might not be easy for the compassionate giving Pisces, but the more you can practice self-love during this three-year cycle, the happier you will be. So it's a time to really focus on you and what you can do to improve your own inner self world and your self worth and your self love. And it's that first house of, which is basically character building. And it's about you, your identity, your physical body, how you may have worked through those situations that make you think about who you really are and what you want out of life. What this is indicating a real time of powerful transformation, but coming out stronger and more confident and really stepping into your creativity, empathy, and your own brand of of what spirituality means to you. I didn't mention for the first couple of ones for Aries, it's going through uh, the 12th house, which is about slowing down. And in Taurus, it's the 11th house of friends, hopes, and dreams. And I think we had started after that talking about the houses with Gemini being at the uh, top of the birth chart. I'm sure there are people listening who do astrology and they say, what about my rising sign? What about my moon? What about my... This is just a general overview to look at all the potential that's coming in with this. 
Yeah. And to see it in a hopeful, positive light, because, you know, sometimes the fear stuff gets clicks and that's all it is. And so don't pay attention to all that hype. Focus on the positive aspects that can come out of the Saturn move into Pisces. I think it can be really, really good. And I just think sometimes change might be a little uncomfortable, but it also brings in opportunities that we might not even have on our scope, on our range at this point. We might think, oh, this is my limit. This is what I can do. And every one of these signs we talked about, it's talking about big transformations possibly. So this is a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. Everything we've talked about, this is from Astro Style and they talk about shape-shifting Pisces. And that's important to remember is to be malleable, to flow, to be able to bend and really almost like the, the, the reference that they use is the clock in Salvador Dali's The Persistence of Memory. Because really to be successful with this shift or to make the most of it is think about it as how can I be a time traveler? How can I have more fluidity, knowing when to stick to the schedule and when to loosen up and make space for new ideas to flow in? We've talked about the Saturn return. It takes 29 and a half years for Saturn to orbit through the entire zodiac and visits each sign for about three years. So we already did the timeframes on that. If you were born during those years, this is a beautiful, beautiful time to connect with how you want your destiny, drive, and purpose moving forward to look like, what you want it to look like. Yeah. It reminds me of my my word of the year enough, you know, where I decided to spend this year focusing on how much is enough, when do I know I've had enough, what is enough for me. It kind of feels similar to that in regards to really looking at your daily schedule and your long-term and short-term goals and thinking, okay, where can I make time today for those goals? And where can I make time for free and fun and just entertaining times as well? Right, right. And both Saturn and Pisces, Saturn's going to hold out for, you know, let's make this big, let's do this. And Pisces is more, I guess, for lack of a better word, absorbing that energy, that suffering of others. So this could potentially be an incredible time for us to come together with humanity and say, how can we help each other out? And I'm not being rose-colored glasses and Pollyanna about that, but maybe that is something beautiful that could happen is when you look back during the same transit Again, during the late civil rights, there were horrible things, but there were some incredible things that shifted with that. We've already seen the precursor of this building up. I think we have to stick together. We have to look at how can we maybe use these fantasies that we're holding on to to encourage a more of a reality. I keep getting the feeling that this time could be either like the tower card from the tarot or the world card. Doesn't it seem like it could be like the tower card where everything we know is just going to crumble right on down as the AI people take over? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be like the world card where, as you were just saying, we all come together, everything comes full circle, and we finally get this collective coming together, union, peace, harmony that, um, that we really all deserve. 
Right, which could be the tower moving into the star. Oh, very true. I like that. And doesn't the star, isn't that connected to Pisces? I think it is, yes. Wow, look at us. (laughs) Napoleon Hill wrote, remember the book Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. That was written during uh, Saturn moving through Pisces. And it was making that case about mindset and wealth being linked together. Remember a couple of shows ago, you mentioned invisible helpers? Yeah. Napoleon Hill referred to these invisible counselors. And every night when he was drifting off to sleep, he'd imagine himself as chairman of this table of big historical figures that he could ask them, say, impress that on my subconscious mind so I can get some answers. There's some really cool stuff that might happen during this time. Yeah, there really is. There's a great book called The Power of the Imagination by Neville Goddard that really talks about that as well, how what you imagine is really what you do bring into fruition, positive or negative, which is why I think, again, you said Pollyanna before, I don't think either of us is saying be super, super positive because then you fall into positive, what's it called? Toxic positivity. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you are imagining a positive outcome for yourself more often than you're allowing your your worries to take over your your daydreams and imaginations, then you are going to manifest that that star or world card and have that that happy positive outcome that that we deserve. Right. And it seemed to come up in a lot of the descriptions that we shared that this is a time of tapping into your creativity, your internal knowledge, your your curiosity. And Albert Einstein, that's when he came up with, he submitted all these groundbreaking papers. If the the particle theory of light became the foundation of modern physics, that's big stuff. So maybe if you've had something on the back burner for a while and you're like, well, maybe it's time for me to really bring this to fruition or invent this or change this or come up with a policy, this could really be that window of opportunity for all of us. Oh, that does sound exciting. Or just type the idea into the AI chat thing and let them do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we wrap up, I just want to remind everyone that we're still collecting stories about signs you've received from spirit that have validated you and, and your choices or any dream visits you've had with loved ones on the other side. We're still collecting those for future episodes. You can always email them to us, enlightenedempaths at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us on Facebook. Just search Enlightened Empaths. And if you have a minute, please take some time to like, rate, and review our show. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can learn more about Denise at her website, The Grateful Messenger or at my website, samanthafay.com. We wish you all a happy, happy Saturn move into Pisces time. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Thank you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.